Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. I'm 40 years old. I'm from Connecticut, and I'm here to talk about uh, the details of the breakup um, and how I was able to put the pieces of myself back together and move on. I really admire you coming on here to talk about the aftermath of the breakup. I feel like we hear so many stories about heartbreak and about a relationship fell apart and it was so terrible and here's how bad I felt. But I think it is so important to focus on that healing process and rediscovering yourself and rebuilding your life. And, you know, so many listeners reach out to express like, I'm in my late thirties. I'm in my early forties. I feel like I'm so far behind. I feel like this didn't work out and now I'm back to square one. And so I'm just really, really appreciative that you're here to talk about what you've been through and, and how you've gotten through it and and are getting through it. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we all share that common, you know, um, the breakup and, and, you know, all the bad stuff, but um, um, it's about, you know, how we, how we move through it and, and own our power and, and, you know, like I said, put our piece, put the pieces of myself back together and, and how, you know, we put on our smile and move forward and yeah. go on with life. Absolutely. So let's start kind of from the beginning. How did you meet this person? So funny enough, um, we met in gym class in high school and, uh, we're, you know, always friends and friendly. Um, we were, friends in our twenties when we lived crazy lives, um, never dated, but was always like, you know, in a situation of some sort, you know? Um, and you know, it was funny in our twenties. I think I remember saying to him one time, Hey, maybe in our forties, if you know, we're not doing anything, let's see if it happens. Like if we both don't meet anyone, at least we'll have each other. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And, um, I, uh, well, it was a Sunday morning. I walked in to pick up a friend to go on a Sunday cruise. And, um, so, so 10 years later, there he is standing in the kitchen and I'm like, everything, all these signs are coming back to me. This is, this is, it's destined, right? I manifested this. Okay. Um, so I was actually had, um, I was married at the time. Um, and I was, had been working for like the six months with him on what are we doing here? You know? So I, I was at the point, uh, I was ready to leave my marriage and it, um, it, and my marriage ended very, very badly. And he was, um, there to be my white knight. And, um, um, I was removed from my house and I had no, I owned it. You know, that was like my pride and joy. And, uh, yeah, yeah I it got taken away. So, uh, um, 
I had nothing. And um, him and his friends uh, gave me a room and I am forever grateful for what they did. Um, I moved in with boundaries. So, um, you know, I'm a married woman. I got up every day, lived my life, went to work, my normal routine. I'm living in a house with three guys and it's like, you know, um, I, now I become the alpha female in the house, right? You know, like we're, um, and at that point it was like, uh, our relationship was getting stronger. Um, he had come, I work with my family and, um, he had come to work for the business. Um, and so our routines kind of, our paths are now starting. His routine is now my routine. And then it's yeah. like, we're together every day. So, now, so suddenly you're living together and you're working together with this person who you together. haven't seen in 10 years. You're going through a divorce. Wow. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, a, it was a lot. Um, and we were together every day for four years from basically from when I moved in, we were together every day for four years. And during this time, what was your friendship relationship like? Was it completely platonic? Was it like a will they, won't they? Um, so it kind of, you know, it, it felt like familiar from our 20s, you know, at some point. Um, and then... You know, looking back, I feel like it was like it was a time of need for both of us. Right. And I can look back now and say, like, that th those feelings of being vulnerable are for me now a red flag for my own self. You know, um, I feel like it might be a little too fast forward, but um, um, we were he, my he was my ride or die. You know, my person. We did everything together down for whatever, um, you know pandemic. I mean, we cooked, we, um, we couldn't go out to restaurants. So, you know, life, I feel like life changed as it was, um, in general. And then there was this. And at that point I was, um, I was in the house for a year and I was getting ready to, I, I wanted to move out and be on my own. So basically on the ride to work one morning, it had taken me two weeks to be able to say to him, hey, um, um, I think I'm ready to move on and move out of the house. And I, I don't want to live life, you know, without you. I want you to move in with me and let's do this. I, and I said, I know, I know you, Mr. Noncommittal. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for an answer. So I asked new, not expecting an answer in return. Um, and then it was kind of like, yeah, let's do it. And from there, um, we moved into our own place. So, when did it turn to, from friendship to romance? Like at what point did you start hooking up? Okay. So, um, I started, um, <laughs> my rebound was actually with, um, somebody else and, um, an another team member, I should say. And, um, he got jealous of that. Got it. And okay. when the jealousy kicked in for him, he spoke up and, you know, at the time it was like, I would flirt with, I'd flirt with the, the situation, 
um, to see where he was at, but at the same time, know enough of what our past was like to own my power and not give him that control, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, later changes, but, uh, um, yeah. So it was just kind of like, it's, you know, um, you're, I'm not your girlfriend, And if that's what you want, then, you know, and basically he, um, he wouldn't talk to me for three days. Um, and then said, I'd like to talk to you tonight. I thought he was going to kick me out of the house because I like left that weekend without cleaning my room. And he was like, no, I have feelings for you. And I'm like, wow. oh, like blown away. And it's, I, you know, I giggled because I said, you had me as soon as, you know, we pulled out of the driveway. He's like, it's three hours. We've been on a ride for three hours. I'm like, yeah, I know. I was just getting, you know, the last 20 years. <laughs> so um after that um he was very specific in the plan and telling the family and wanting to make the announcement of our relationship it was kind of a big thing because it was like if I was the person to be like hey guess who's dating everyone would think I would be the crazy one so it kind of had to come from him in in a lot of sense and sort of the friend's the friend groups. Um, but more so he wanted to have the conversation with my father and, um, in which he did. And, um, and that was something that my father always said that he admired that we were able to keep our work relationship separate than our personal relationship. When we Mm -hmm. got to work, work was work. Um, and then when we went home, it was home, you know? So, um, he was, my dad was cool with it. Um, you know, everyone was happy for us. It was kind of like the moment everyone kind of waited for, you know, for so long. And then, um, yeah, so we, so we moved into our new place. Um, I, you know, as so excited, like I wanted it, him to be so proud of it when he came in from work and hung his hat, you know, like this is, this is our kingdom, you know? Um, so, um, I put a lot of, you know, work into that house to, to make it nice for both of us. What was so it again, like? For, yeah. What was it like for you having gone through divorce, having been that serious thinking it was a lifelong partnership with somebody else now getting to this level with a new person? What did that feel like? Um, that's a great question. So it, it was in a lot of ways, it was very different from the relationship with him was very different with the relationship with my, my Mm ex-husband. Um, so in a lot of ways, I felt a lot of relief, um, going into this relationship one, cause it was familiar, um, two, um, I would, you know, the, the things from my marriage that like bothered me weren't issues in this. Right. So to me, those weren't red flags, you know? Um, so it, it felt a little bit easier. Um, and at the same time, you know, I, I loved being married. Um, Mm -hmm. I, just that companionship and you have that ride or die and, you know, um, I, I always liked that part of it and creating a home and, and that part. So I was, I was, um, cool with that. Um, for him where it was his really first, his first, um, I was also, 
sympathetic to the fact that we kind of had to move at a pace that was comfortable for him. Right. So not to rush things. And, and, and I, wow, I actually just kind of put a few things together just there. Thank you. Um, that was cool. So where, so I slowed down to allow, um, him basically to catch his breath. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't a red flag for me there as, as it, as it is right now looking at it, you know, I want to get to that. Cause I know that that's a big thing we're going to talk about is the red flags in hindsight. Um, but before we jump ahead, so you're moved in together, everybody knows things seem wonderful. What happens mm-hmm. next? Um, living life, you know, doing our thing. Um, and now it feels like the temperature is changing a little bit in the house. Um, and, and the, in the house in terms of our relationship, like we would, um, go to leave and the, the questions would start, um, who was driving your car? Oh, it's either you or me, you know, um, your seats, your seats weird. Well, I was watching Netflix at lunch you know, chilling in my car. Like, um, how come you're wearing jeans today? I didn't feel like wearing leggings. Yeah. Like they're just weird questions or it'd be like, um, I would see he'd get back, you know, he'd be on his way back. So I'd run in and I'd put, you know, um, my lip liner on, or I just put like blush on my cheeks. So when he, I, I just felt nice when he walked in, you know, so in the end it was always for him, but I feel like he never, knew that like he always thought it was for somebody he never thought it was for him it was always for somebody else like he he was suspicious and Mm -hmm. kind of trying to get to an answer of like is she doing something else yeah right someone else yeah right okay right so um it's uh easter and um i we we, everyone has a corner store that they go to right by their house right and you you become friendly you know they they know exactly what you're getting before you know you walk in there whatever um so i we we go down to the corner store every night part of our routine whatever um and there's this young kid from jordan that just moved here i think he's 20 doesn't know our language um he's on facetime with his mother who's you know back in jordan and um so I'd pop in and, you know, we just chat. And actually now he does know English, but, um, you know, it was just, I, I felt for the kid. He was in a foreign country at a young age, doesn't know the language, doesn't know the culture, um, you know, says it's different. You know, everyone's um, nice at home. He's like, you walk down the street, everyone waves to you. It's not here. Everyone minds their own business. You know, so um, he was having a hard time adjusting, but it wasn't like I was seeking emotional refuge in this person, like an emotional affair or anything. I'd go down to get my Gatorade and, you know, we'd um, use Google Translate. Yeah, just like have a conversation and try and be friendly and welcoming to this person who has no one and feels alone and scared. Yeah, totally. I would do the same. So um, he he, um, basically the... He didn't talk to me for a week after that, a week. So when we would argue, the silent treatment would go on for a week. Why? Okay. And even 
argue or even if it was a situation where, okay, in this situation. So, um, so basically it was like, well, how would you feel if that was me? And I'm like, well, you go to Sunoco and you have conversations with the people at the, at the store all the time. You tell me these stories when you come off the road, you know, like I, I don't understand quite what you're getting at, right. you know? Um, and yeah, so didn't talk to me for a week after that. Um, and then it's Easter, right? Oh, sorry. Back up. We're, it's Easter. We go, we go to the grocery store. We're in the grocery store and I look up and there, there he is, right? So I wave and he, this kid has two friends, me and this older gentleman. He had wrote in like our names on, on um, the side of the thing. So when like, when you walk in, you could see our, see our name. So I said, Hey, oh. you must be so-and-so nice to meet you. In which the old man says, you must be anonymous. Nice to meet you. Right. So it was our first meeting. This kid flipped. I've never seen tangerines go flying. Like I had that day. This kid meaning. Your ex. My, my ex yeah yeah flipped i'm they were going in the car apples tangerines and out the, and then i was like what is happening but this is at the grocery store we had just left his mother's or you know sister's dinner whatever we're in the grocery store and there's fruit being like pummeled into the cart and oh i'm like God. what is happening and um basically he left so i checked out I loaded up the groceries and he had the keys the entire time. So he was like annoyed about that. Um, and this island treatment for that um, was a week. Did you tell anyone about this or did you keep it to yourself? Like his reaction, were you talking to friends or family or anyone about it? So that's a good question. Um, I definitely kept a lot, a lot to myself in terms of what was uncomfortable about the relationship and the things that went on. Um, I, yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't tell no, because one, if I brought other people into it, I don't, that's kind of weird. And then it's like, yeah. once we recovered from that, I never wanted people there like to be the awkwardness. Yes. That's, yes. that's always the tough part because you in a way you like want to kind of tone it down and pretend like it's not that big of a deal, even though it is, you're afraid that if you do get through it and you like vented to friends or whoever about it, they're going to think poorly of this person. Mm -hmm. And I imagine you were also a little scared of like, what if he finds out that I went to them about this, if this is how he's reacting to the situation in general. Oh, that would be like the ultimate betrayal to him. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So no, there, there was none of that. And I feel like at that point, that's kind of where the isolation starts. You know, um, now I'm putting on the persona, everything's happy, everything's, you know, the facade uh, um, when you're out there in public, that everything's right. great. And then inside, you're just like, wait, I was owed an apology for that. How come I didn't get an apology? And then it would be like, this would be the icebreaker after, you know, the sixth or seventh day. Um, and, you know, it's it's funny, you look back and it's like, oh, you, I used to get to day four and be like, okay, 
I only got two more days to go till he talks to me. Right. Like those are crazy, you know, just crazy thing to think like that. Um, so this is the icebreaker. Um, I know we have to discuss our realities still. Do you want an egg? Meaning he's making an egg sandwich and like, did I want, did, would I like an egg? So that's would literally be the icebreaker of how the, the fights would. A week of silence was over. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And an egg made it all better. And, but we never spoke about realities. Did you want to? So, uh, yes, yes, I did all the time, actually. Cause I was, I did think about like the things I would have to say, right. I would, I would, um, think about the things that I would, that I know that I should apologize for on my part. Like my biggest thing is like, I own my part in it. Like you own yours, you know, like I'm okay. I I'm, good with admitting that I was wrong in this situation. I should have done this and I should have done this, but own yours. And there was none of that. And it's just me owning everything. I own the relation, the relationship. I, I'm, I, I, now I'm responsible for the, you know, emotional um, wellness of the relationship too. Like it's a lot of responsibility for somebody. Yeah. um, As, um, as, as all this was happening, what, was going on for you, like outside of the relationship? Was this impacting your just day to day, your mental health, your friendships, your other relationships outside of him? Like I imagine, you know, once that kind of isolating starts, it think your life starts to change. Totally. Absolutely. Um, I hadn't seen my friend probably in about my, my best friend. We live right four miles down the road from each other, same street. Um, hadn't seen her probably about six months. Um, and, um, you know, family at one point, family would come over. It, it would be normal for, I, you know, I'm the oldest of three. So my sisters to be over to, for my nephews to be over, but like the dynamic of the family is now changing and I'm isolated, you know? Yeah. Um, and during this time, my inner gut. Well, I I kept having all this anxiety and, and feeling like uneasy and it's like something's off and it's like, I'd feel feel energy and, and I'd have these thoughts that I'm like, I didn't think that thought, where did that thought just come from? How long are we doing this for? Why, um, Why are we doing this? You know? And I remember very vividly going to the door one day thinking to myself, how long are we going to keep doing this for? But I never had the guts yeah. to break up or to end it with him because I would have never have done that to him ever, you know? Yeah. I didn't it's tough. And, and I feel like, and I've been in this position too. And I, I've talked to so many people in the seeing other people community who have also been there where it's like, you know, that this needs to end, you know, you're not okay but you're never going to be the one to end it. Right. And you don't even think about like a way out because it's almost like, well, that's not a possibility. This is just life. And this is the situation. And like, I'm going to try and fix it. Not I'm going to leave because the idea of leaving is almost like it's a non-starter. Right. 
right? The hamster wheel of monotony seems okay to deal with, yes. like an easier ride, right? Yes. Like then the uncertainty of what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Because listen, I've already done that before. I've right. already been in that situation. So for me, when I moved in there, I said, I will never, I'm not leaving here. Yeah. I'm not leaving this place. Right. So I'm not. Um, and, and during this time, I actually started therapy because okay. listen, I was the problem. I have to change. Right. I have to. So he was on board. He was aware and, and on board of you go to therapy. Mm hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Well, but, um, I guess if he really believed that you were the problem. Right. Um, and it's uh, um, on board until he became super critical of the therapist and, and anything, you know, that was discussed that then, then now we start criticizing. Right. And right. And then you're like, Oh, well, um, you know, so I, so I go to therapy and um, for months, my, th- I, my therapist is telling me, that I'm in a relationship, uh, that I'm in an abusive relationship. And I'm like, here, sit, I sit there, I defend him. No, 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 no. You're looking back, I'm like, who are you? Like me, like we're, the fact that I became someone different entirely is just like the part that I struggle with, you know, right, right now, like what I'm currently dealing with is like, like I allowed him to have that much power and control over me just to be like that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't see it. Um, I, you make the excuses, you know, and it was funny. I, I, I said to her, oh, what were the signs? Like what gave it away that you knew enough that you, she basically steered me to the road where I undiscovered that, yeah, I am. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? The day that you can't deny, the day that you accept it, and is a very powerful day. Are you seeing the same therapist now? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yep. Yep. I I believe she was put in my life for a reason. And, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I am with the same therapist. Wow. Yep. I was actually um, in our session when I got your email and your reply, because that was actually a bad morning. Yeah, I had that was an emotional relapse morning. So I want to get to to where you are now in your healing process. In order to do that, walk me through how this breakup went down. Okay. So the breakup went down like this. Um, Well, for months, I watched him rehearse our breakup on the cameras. What do you mean? Oh my God. This kid rehearsed the breakup down to um his resignation and and like he's imitating me he's playing me and he's playing himself and he's or he's imitating himself and he's playing my father what do you mean on the cameras like explain i'm explain what so we have security cameras right here at work and um i get a notification one day but sometimes i look at him sometimes i don't just happens to be one day I got a notification, so I clicked on it, and it's a video of him passing. Yeah, yeah, he's talking shit on the camera. And I'm like, who the heck is he talking to? And you, you can know, hear I mean, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dropping the C word. Drop, yeah, yes. Like, and I'm Oh, my God. Myself, you guys, my jaw is on the floor. <laughs> I, 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 
I just talked to you and I just replied to your I love you text. Oh Who my God. Can you be mad at? I'll wait till he gets home. So he would get home, it'd be a normal day of, you know, the regular affection. Um, and I'd check him again on the camera and there he is rehearsing the breakup, going through everything. It is funny, like his, the reasonings, but it's like, those are so distorted. That has like the situation, the situation he's talking about is actually four different situations. He's made one. Right. What was going on in your head as you're hearing this day after day? Um, it was, it's weird that he's coming home and he tells me he loves me and we're still being intimate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like multiple times a day. Yeah. And so it was confusing because it's like, does he like me or does he hate me? Right. I, I couldn't tell because, and then at some times I would get this feeling of energy and thought that was like, I don't even think he likes me anymore. And I would say to myself that I didn't think that thought that wasn't my thought. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. And, um, so the morning, so the, um, it was the morning of our breakup. He kissed me goodbye. It was a regular day. Um, I actually got home after him that day. So he like, kind of had a hair across his ass when I walked in and um, he's like, well, I'd ask you if you want dinner, but we know you're not capable of giving a straight answer. And I'm like, I, you didn't ask me if I wanted dinner, but yeah, I'd love dinner. Sure. And um, it, that, then it kind of escalated. Um, he, and then I felt like he was like picking fights like, I'm like, why are you, you know, like I, like I just walked in from the day you did too. Haven't even got to how was your day. And I feel like you're coming at me, you know, like right. I haven't even put my bag down yet. And, um, he just went off. We didn't talk the entire night. I woke up the next morning and he had, um, taken everything. We have like a two bedroom. It's really considered a one bedroom. We made the big room our walk-in closet. Mm -hmm. He had taken everything and threw it down the stairs and out the front door and told me that I could get out. And which I had said, um, this is my house. <laughs> like I live here too. You can go. And um I went outside to get my stuff. He locked me out. That was like a thing to get back in the house. This is four o'clock in the morning too. Oh my God. So I'll preface. So it's four o'clock in the morning. I'm outside picking up my clothes. My Burberry's on the front lawn. You know, it's like sin in itself. But um, I, I come back in and I'm like, listen, you, you need to go. Like you need to go. Um, he came at me. He put his hand on my face to like shut my mouth and then continued and put me up against the wall in which I can deadlift 300 pounds. I was not going to be in a position where I didn't want to have to feel sorry for my actions. I could have put him on the floor right then and there, right? Like, yeah. 
So I said, you need to leave. And I went and locked myself in the bathroom until he left, which was a little while after he continued to stand outside the bathroom and yell. And the neighbors were like, are you okay? We heard everything, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. At that point, I, um, I went, I didn't go into work that morning. I went straight to therapy and my therapist was like, honey, honey, it's, it's enough, enough. You need to go to your landlord. You need to put the, um, because our lease was up at that point. So it, we were just, you know, month to month. So I mm-hmm. went and told my landlord the situation and said he quit his job. He's like, well, he has no job. I can't rent to him. So um, the landlord, you know, signed the lease with me. So that was like my first part of, okay, because I'm not going to, I wouldn't, I never wanted to have that feeling again of losing the place, yeah. my house. So, and then she said the next step was to go get a restraining order. Wow. And I'm like, that, that's a little extreme. Let's, let's, that's, he will never speak to me again. You know, like I was just trying to get to like the seventh day at this point, like <laughs> we're day two and <clears throat> I was just hoping to get, you know, five more days and it's all going to be good. But in in those days, there was um, name calling. I had to hear, oh, that was gross. Um, They just went on and on and on and on and on. And finally, it's like you get a rational moment. And it was was never about your appearance, okay? But you wanted me to think it was, you know? Um, And I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with the name calling. And to be honest, I dealt with it for two and a half weeks. We're sleeping in the same bed. Oh my God. And he's calling names, like trying to, trying to, well, go sleep downstairs then. Well, this is, this is everything in here is mine. You know, you know that. So you can go sleep in your car if you'd like. If you want, right. I'll give you a pillow. You're welcome. It's like in a way, but, it's you. I bet hey. you didn't want to be around him at all, but this was yours. Like you had ownership of the house. Like this was your claim and you didn't want to have to like give that up. And of course you could have go gone and stayed at a hotel or, or with family or friends, but like this was your place and you wanted to like make that known. Exactly. I'm not going anywhere. I told you that the day we moved in that I will yeah. not, I'm not leaving. And, um, I look, I would have done that for months, lived in the same, under the same roof as him, walked on eggshells, slept in the same bed yeah. and it you listen then it would be like a couple of days would go by and then you know i'd try to do the amicable thing again to be like listen if you want this breakup i'm cool with it like go move why can't you move into the other room then right like right. it's not like i came home from work one day and there was a mattress in the other room right he had two and a half weeks to do that but didn't stayed in the bed because his plan was just to break up with me, bully me into leaving my house and take me off the Costco membership. That was his plan. Meanwhile, I have to go put the lease in my name. I have the paperwork for the restraining order and I'm, it's my inner conflict of what I'm dealing with back and forth because I know the minute I do it, I'm free and the noise stops, but he won't speak with to me anymore. So I literally had the breaking point of that was um, we'll we'll have to have a talk tonight about the house rules. What house rules? It's my house. 
his, his my house. Yeah, right. my house. <laughs> what got him and to was, finally leave? So um, the the rules were that um, he won't bring any girls if I won't bring any guys. And I said, um, I I actually laughed, and that's when I got in the car and drove to the courthouse and signed the paperwork and executed the frustrating order. And yeah. the judge, um, the letter I wrote, the, the, my therapist, like, she's like, that was brilliantly, that was so beautifully written. You can tell it was from the heart. And um, because I don't like to write. So it took a lot for me, even to do this for you, it took a lot for me <laughs> to put all that together. So um, I, I did it and they came at 1030 at night in the middle wow. while he was sleeping. Wow. So that was a shocker. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and I actually felt bad about that. And I actually asked if it was possible to do it in the morning because he was sleeping. Right. Literally. Right. It's like, ugh, but I, I get it. But ugh. I know. Like I, I can know. see myself feeling the exact same way as you, but then like wanting to hit myself for it. Mm-hmm. Like after everything. Yep. Yeah. So he, um, he was very shocked. Let's, you know, I I giggled because his thing would always be like, oh, the fantasy. He he referred to our relationship as a fantasy. I mean, at the end of the day, it's my life. You know, I, I, I I get up, I do what I do. I do my routine. It's my life. You, you came into my, you know, you, you chose to live my life and not live yours, you know? Um, Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, they, they, they took him, and, um, I, I allowed him to come back to the house one time to get him to get his stuff and which he, uh, had to arrange with the local police department. Wow. Good for you. Uh, you know, I, I feel like, could I have done that differently? And I, I did try the amicable thing. About, yeah. That's the thing you tried to, and it wasn't working. He wasn't leaving. Nope. He didn't even have to leave. He could have just moved in the other room. I would have been fine with it. Keep in mind, we've been friends since we were for for 27 years, you know? So the man who had all the, um, he wanted to do the right thing going into the relationship. He didn't want to do the right thing to get out of it. How long were you together for? Um, It would have been our two-year anniversary. Got it. Wow. together but remember i lived with him yeah. longer than that so yeah um, so yeah what did um, you do and yeah in terms of trying to heal from all of this like how did you move forward i gotta tell you the first weekend just like the 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 first the first weekend of him not in the house it was like this the the silence is so ear piercingly loud you know the silence is loud it's like everything your heart is just in a million pieces i was saged i saged the house four times just to get rid of rid of the energy and and i remember the next morning waking up and not feeling his energy in the house like and it was like oh oh this is gonna feel great once my all my (laughs) once i kick in here so this is gonna this is gonna be good um um the no contact 
was helpful. Although like a few things was like, um, you know, do you want your, like, what do you want me to do with this? Or what do you want right. me to do with this? No, he didn't reply to it. It wasn't like me trying to reconcile with him more so like, Hey, did you want your car title? Right. Yeah. No, but so no reply. So whatever. Yeah. Um, but therapy, I went to therapy once a week. Um, and <clears throat> um, I have um, always lifted and worked out. I should, I should say I've always worked out. Um, I really turned that up when, when we broke up. Um, Cause that was like one of our activities of like what we used to do together. Right. We used to train together. And um, although I love training by myself, I like training with him and I actually train harder without him there. So um, yeah, I'm now um, doing Olympic lifts. They're wow. so fun to do cleans. Um, and uh, so I do that three times a week. And um, a, a friend of mine, she has a daughter that is going through some stuff and um, she just started a boot camp. So when she doesn't go to school, her punishment is that she has to train with me. So um, I have to train her on Saturday because she didn't go to school this week. Wow. So, um, but let's see, post breakup. Okay. Um, one thing I really wanted to do was to always learn the game of chess. And um, I was always told that people who play chess are untrustworthy. Told that, that by I, who? By him? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that's so, a broad yeah. judgment to make. <laughs> I mean, ignorant. And at the same time, but okay, I'm not going to argue with him. So I'm not going to discuss it anymore. And I'm not going to tell him that I downloaded the app on my phone, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's like how, how it was. So yeah. I got into chess and I absolutely love it. I play it online. Um, we got a little chess league here, you know, that's at work. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking for a chess tutor, but um, I, it's literally so much fun. And what I love about it is that when I'm playing it, I'm not thinking about him and I can become obsessive. So chess allows me to do that in a very constructive way. Yeah. So I'm happy about that. Um, let's see. The podcasts. Oh, those literally the first weekend um, is actually where I met you. So thank you. Um, I, I just listened to podcast after podcast after podcast. What I love about the podcast is that um, I actually interact with all the podcasts when you guys are talking, you know, and I respond back to either you or, or you know, whoever else is, is on the show. And when you live, when you're used to being with somebody for so long and you're used to having those banters and that little conversation, the podcast like allows me to, to do that in that way. So I always have the, and you know, they won't turn your back on you. That is true. Well, How yeah. did you go about like finding the right podcasts? Like, did, did you ask people for recommendations? Did you just like look up certain keywords? Like, how did you find what you needed? Okay. So funny enough, I feel like my phone listens to me and that it this does. Is, it, but my phone knew that I was in a toxic relationship before I knew. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, all That's my actually reels, crazy. 
Yeah. It, and my reel started to change and it was about narcissistic, narcissist abuse and toxic relationships. And this is, you know, privacy yeah. breakup. I'm looking at it and I'm like, why would my phone think I'm in a toxic relationship? based on things that it's overhearing and things you might be searching and yeah. watching a little longer than other things. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. It's, um, so, um, yeah, so th- it came up on um, a podcast and then that's uh, on the reels and one, you know, one, you go into yeah. the, um, the rabbit the, hole, the rabbit hole of, of them. And, you know, now they come, I, I love when the new episodes come up, but at the same time, they're great because you can go back and play all the old ones too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no shortage. Was there one defining moment for you where, for the first time you realized like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. When I, um, made, okay. So one of like his roles in our relationship was the, he was the cook. I didn't have to cook, um, which was great. Um, and I was, that was one of my biggest thing was, Oh my gosh, how am I going to feed myself? Right. Because he did everything like my, my lunch would be packed for me. Dinner would be made, you know, like he, he would do all that. So me having to learn to take care of myself and to keep myself fed, that was literally that and to learn to drive again mm. were my two biggest moments of like, oh my, okay, well, I think if that's all it is, I think I'm going to be okay, you know? Yeah. And um, I made my first, you know, salmon dish and it was fantastic. And I'm still here three months later. So um, I, I, th- I think cooking's not going to be an issue anymore. I That's actually, right. I actually, um, something that I used to find so daunting, I'm actually finding enjoyment in it because, um, again, once if I'm doing that, I'm not thinking about him. Yeah. I think it is so important to find those things that you can get lost in. And maybe the first time you realize, like, okay. 30 minutes have gone by and I actually like haven't thought about him or like, wow, I just did that entire workout class or I just played this entire game or watched this movie and I didn't think about him. I was actually just focused on this one thing. And it's such a beautiful realization because you don't expect it, but it is literally a reminder or it's in a way you saying to yourself, like, you're going to be okay. You can do this. Like each time it will get longer and longer. And, you know, sometimes you can go backwards too. breakups and healing is absolutely not linear. You might have a great week and then have two horrible weeks, but then you'll have a great week again. And over time, the good days will become more than the bad days and the bad days will become fewer and farther between. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so it's it's funny how you look at that and I, I say, oh, I didn't think about him for an hour. Oh my gosh, like this is grind. This is this is huge, you know. Yeah, or it's like huge. waking up in the morning, you know, Alexa, what's the weather today? Oh my gosh, I the first time I'm thinking about him is just now. Oh, this is like oh, it's getting later and later and later, and so yeah. it's like wow, that's you know. Um, that's how small you have to take it with like the successes of the breakup, you know, and, and the fact that, Oh, Hey, I, 
I cooked, I, I made all three meals today, right? Like, yes. Um, and in the, in the times of emotional relapse though, which happened, you, for me, I had to literally snap myself. What are you doing? What are you doing is what I ask myself. What is, what, what, what's anonymous doing right now? Okay. And in this moment, we're going to take our power back and we're going to do whatever it is we're going to do. Um, I, when I uh, emailed you, I was in an emotional relapse and taking my power back in that moment was me sending you that email. And I, it was, it was a, a very long, long night of no sleep. And um, I was at the point where I, I had to give in because I, I, I couldn't go on any longer. I knew that if I kept going with it, I was not going to be able to go to work. I was not going to be do anything productive. So I literally had to take my power back. And part of that was sending you the email I sent you that morning. So I... you were part of my process. Thank you. I can't tell you how happy that makes me. And... Not only that, you know, it was something that you thought to do and we're like, okay, this is how I'm going to empower myself in this moment. But in doing that, and, and maybe you didn't even realize it in the moment, or maybe it was part of the reason why you wanted to, but it wasn't, you're, that's something where you're not coming on here just to do this for yourself. In on one hand, you are, but you're also doing this for every single person listening who might be going through something similar or who has gone through something similar and can relate and can feel less alone in hearing your story and knowing that they weren't the only one who had this experience or felt that way or was afraid in a certain moment or didn't know how to handle a certain situation because you've been there too. And so many other people have. And so it's just such a beautiful thing that, you know, for you, it was like, I'm going to try and pitch myself to unfiltered. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, it's, it's so special to me. Thanks. Thank you. I, I so um, funny in there in therapy. My therapist was like, was she trying to get me to? I, I'm very I'm very established in my life, right? Um, I'm I'm happy in my career. I'm I, I love what I do for work. Um, you know my I, I'm I'm I love my house. You know, I, in terms of like my life, I'm very settled and I'm very I'm very happy. So. You know, she always tries to push me into doing something like, you know, why go check out school and why don't you go to school to be a therapist? And I'm like, why would I go to school to be a therapist? Why would I? Why? How could I help anybody? And she says, honey, the 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 people that you can help. She's like, you have your you have the life experience. I I don't. You know, I just go based upon. So, you know, certain things she's yeah. like, you have real life experience that can help people. And, um, I laughed at her actually, I, I did laugh at her actually, but then I was, then I was thinking about it in, when I, in, in that moment of the emotional relapse, because, um, I had found him on Tinder mm. and you know what, in that moment I was like, I didn't need Tinder. I, I didn't need Tinder for my rebound. Right. Least, you know? So, um, but I, um, to take back my con to pay, take back my my power i'm like someone else has to feel like this i can't be the only one that feels like this and i need to do something different because i don't want to be stuck in his prison him ending our he ended our relationship 
I did he break he broke he broke up our relationship I ended it you know what I'm saying um and I I didn't that was a gift it's almost wild to me actually that it took so much effort and energy from you to actually end it considering how much he was like rehearsing this breakup and planning it for so long, but then he didn't want to actually leave. He didn't want to actually break up. Like that's, that's very confusing. I literally wish I had you during that time because I feel like you would have pushed me to be like, you know, what are you doing? I, you would literally, you know, I know, I know I'm slapping my own self. It's because just it's, it's, it's confusing. It's so confused. You're confused because it's yeah. like, who, first of all, like, who's he talking? Is he that mad at his sister? My gosh, you know, like who else could he right. be talking about? And then it would be so confusing again, because we were, we were still intimate up until the morning he broke up with me. You know what I'm saying? So it was very confusing to be told that he loves you and that you are the love of his life every day, you know, the love bombing and, and you know um all that stuff so it's it was so so confusing yeah i i can't imagine what an emotional roller coaster that felt like two more questions for you yeah looking back if you could kind of go back and and do something differently or react to something differently or or change any part of the situation is there anything you would change? In terms of like four years, at, at any point between now and four years ago or the breakup or what specifically in general? What, in general, what comes to your mind? You know, I, I feel like in, in terms of, I wish I never, you know, but I, it was something I wanted forever. You know, I, I wanted it for 20 something years. So I, I don't regret it. I don't regret it in terms of that. I regret it that we couldn't have been amicable enough to remain friends because even as bad as my marriage had ended, we, uh, we actually, uh, work under the same roof. Wow. <laughs> Oddly enough, just happened as of a few, uh, like a month ago or so, but if, if, that was that bad. I can't be that bad of a person if uh, we can still have conversation and have lunch. I never thought I'd be, um, if you told me a year ago that I would be broken up with him and I would be having lunch with my ex-husband, I would told you, tell you you're out of your mind, but literally that's what's happened. So, that is yeah. wild. That is and, crazy. And there, there's that. nothing there for me to like, you know, I don't, I don't pursue wanting to go back to my marriage actually. And it was funny. He said, um, Hey, are we still married? I'm like, yeah, we might be. Oh and my I God. said, hey, who knows? Maybe one day at lunch we'll go get a divorce, you know? So it was like one of those things. But That's um funny. so I I my thing is is that when I didn't want to I didn't want to live a, a lifetime knowing that he hated me and that I hated him. Right? Right. That's what I re- that's what I regret is the fact that he hates me for the rest of his life. And I, I just don't like that feeling. I totally get that. And it's weird because it's like, if anything, you should be the one to hate him. Yeah. Yeah. And why, I yeah. Right. No, right. No. 
I listen at the end of the day, if he had come in and say, Hey, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I would have said, do it, do it. You're not going right. to know until you do it. Go for it. What do you, you know, but there, it was, there was never any of that, you know, like I didn't have an opportunity to celebrate success with him in his successes. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's, but, um, but yeah, it, yeah, that I think that would be one regret is just that, um, it wasn't amicable enough to the point that, I mean, I don't, we don't need to be friends. I just don't want it to be anything, but I guess such is life, right? Yeah, that's totally understandable. And, and, and I, I can tell just there's so much like love in your heart and, and you care about the people in your life. You know, it's so easy to, to tell that just from this discussion. And so I can understand why you feel that way and why you wish it could have ended differently. Yeah. But I mean, in general, I just from everything you went through, like, it sounds like you're in a really wonderful place and you've worked really hard to get there. And I'm really proud of you. And I hope you're really proud of yourself because it is not easy. I am. I am. Like, like I said, I feel like this is actually like everything's out in the universe now all the words are out there and i feel like yeah. this is like the last of the healing for me and you know i i am actually grateful that it that it was so that it was as quick and painless for painless as it can be for the most part i know that that, that contradicts everything we just talked about but um i really thought that it, it would i would be feeling as emotionally you know when it's yeah. fresh and you're that emotionally paralyzed, you feel like you're going to feel like that for a year. So yeah. I'm just glad and great, grateful that I'm not a year feeling like that. And I'm here. You're here and, and you know, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like excited for what the future holds. And at the same time, I like, what well, you know what? I'm a good person. Um, and what is meant to be will come my way. I'm, I'm not, I'm not out there right now. I'm not looking, you know, what, what is meant to be will, will come. That's usually Absolutely. how everything else has happened for me. Exactly. So I'm just going to believe in that and um, see what opportunities come my way. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Well, thank you so, so much for being here before yeah. I let you go. My final question for you mm -hmm. is what is the best piece of dating advice you've ever received? Don't sleep on the first date for me. Yeah. I, I think that's a good one. I think that's a good one. And like, um, the first one, like make it quick. The first date or interaction, make it like, um, an easy, so like an easy out, like it's a coffee, right? So you're not stuck in a drink having to have a second drink or you're not stuck having in a dinner and, you know, it's a quick coffee situation and, and yeah, you're on to the next thing, you know, like, uh, does that, any of that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that's really wise and it's just practical. And yeah. I think a lot of people have been there and have wished they've done it differently. So it's, it's a great reminder to anyone going on dates this week, this month, this year, anytime in the near or distant yeah. future, just keep that in mind. Yeah. And I, 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 yeah, 
yeah, I, I probably say, I don't know that I'm the best person to be asking that, you know, that in terms of that kind of advice. <laughs> <laughs> I can help with the post breakup stuff. That's <laughs> You're doing great. Thank you again so much for being here to everyone who listened. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please, please, please. I beg, send this episode to a friend who would benefit from hearing it. Maybe it's a friend who's going through a rough breakup. Maybe it is a friend who feels stuck in their relationship that might not be serving them. It might be a little bit unhealthy. Please spread the word, spread the love. If there's anything that you want to come on Seeing Other People and talk about, please email me at seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And I love you guys so much. I'm so proud of you all. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.